Shares of NVIDIA are leading the NASDAQ higher this morning after earnings. As we see bonds selling off, perhaps some pushback on the macro side, but not enough yet. Dollar remains cool and equities are running. Let's bring in Lizanne Saunders, Chief Investment Strategist at Schwab Center for Financial Research. Morning, Lizanne. Good morning, Oliver. How are you? Doing pretty good. Watching this market try and rally off of NVIDIA here and chips in particular. Uh, GDP, our economic highlight. Anything big that we should be taking away from that report? Well, you saw the downward revision to most of the components with the exception of business investment, but that was in large part due to the fact that the deflator was revised significantly higher. So you had higher nominal GDP, but lower real GDP. Uh, I think part of the reason why you saw the pop in yields is that's not exactly the mix you want to see if you're hoping for a uh, Fed pause anytime soon, uh, certainly not a pivot anytime soon. So uh, I think that was notable. We get the actual PC inflation measure tomorrow, so we'll have to see whether that uh, adds to uh, some of that pressure. Okay, now, n not ideal if you're looking for a pause uh, because it's not moving down fast enough, right? We're still talking about like a, a rate of change for prices where they're lower than they were three, four months ago, but they're not coming down fast enough. Is that right? Well, and, and the market has readjusted. If you look at um, Fed funds futures and expectations um, across the time frame out to the end of this year, the entire curve has moved higher. And now the terminal rate based on uh, market expectations is higher than the Fed's most recent formal forecast. But it still has that hook down to an expectation of rate cuts starting uh, before year end. And uh, you and I discussed this uh, yesterday uh, heading into the, the close, I think that still has to be adjusted. There's certainly a case one could make for the Fed pivoting to rate cuts, but not unless you see further deterioration in the economy and probably significant deterioration in the labor market, even if inflation were just to continue to come down. That in and of itself does not support rate cuts in the latter part of the year. It might uh, support a pause, but pause is still probably a, a couple meetings away at a minimum. Okay, so the pause at least a few meetings away if it's coming. The cuts probably not coming outside of a very kind of worst case economic scenario. Right. We talked a little bit about some of the Fed speakers yesterday. For those who missed that analysis, Lizanne, walk us through your framework for thinking about how many hikes still might be coming and whether or not that 50 talk is just talk or if there's some uh, uh, bite behind that bark. Well, so it was, you know, Bullard and Mester that uh, chatted about 50 basis points. They're not currently voting members, so their their voices don't carry that much. And then subsequent to um, our earlier conversation yesterday, you had the release of the Fed minutes, and there was um, not much in the way of discussion uh, about 50 basis points. Uh, so I, I think 25 is probably the base case. You know, we, we've got the so-called Fed whisper of Nick Timoros at the Wall Street Journal. Um, he hasn't come out with anything suggesting uh, 50. Uh, I only say that partly uh, jokingly. But I think that the base case is still for 
25 as to how many more 25s uh, take the Fed at their word. They're they're very data dependent. So the the next series of of both inflation and labor market reports, I think, will be the tell as to whether it's two more meetings, it's three more meetings. Um, but I also think the the period uh, during which the Fed at this point is likely to remain on pause is at least um, longer than the average. And uh, the average span from a rate hike, the last rate hike to a rate cut is about eight months. So uh, even that, just simply looking at, at average in history, which may be not a relevant proxy, suggests that we need to sort of curb any enthusiasm for rate cuts by year end. Mm. As we uh, watch the long bond, typically kind of is the benchmark. I think some have lost sight a little bit about what's happening on the short end, one year, two year, the stuff uh, real closer to the Fed's control seemingly is already kind of breaking out. We're looking at the 10 year just below four, kind of going, all right, well, at least we're still below the high. Uh, but short-term bonds are looking like they're in the midst of another breakout in yield. So does that mean we only, is this kind of like the catch-22? We're either going to get long rates to follow or we get a deeper yield curve and then that just points back to recession? Yeah, I, we, we have an incredibly uh, deep inversion in the yield curve and it's been inverted for a while now, uh, I, you know, based on history that somewhat definitively points to recession. And, and Oliver, you know, I've a lot of time talking about this. There are pockets of the economy already very much in recession territory. So far, it's sort of of the rolling nature because of the offsetting strength in services, at least for now. But we, whether you look at um, certain consumer goods segments of the economy, certainly housing and a lot of housing related, and without a question, the areas that are most directly tied and are affected by rising interest rates are in recession territory. We just had that offsetting strength and services, and services is a much larger employer in the United States than the good side of the economy, helping to explain why the labor market has stayed relatively uh, afloat. So I think dismissing the yield curve and saying it's relevant this time, this time is different, um, suggests you're not focusing on the more interest-sensitive segments of the economy, which formal declaration of recession aside are very much in uh, recession territory. All right. And uh, as far as some of the shorter term uh, volatility, you pointed out to us the advanced decline negativity. We had a distribution day. Uh, tell me again what that uh, is. That's just kind of emblematic of a market that's under pressure. Yeah, so nine to one down day in terms of advanced declines. That was two days ago. It wasn't followed by today. And one day doesn't uh, signal anything um, terribly concerning for the market. But what technicians tend to look for is a cluster of those distribution days. So I think in the near term, to the extent there continues to be some downside pressure, my guess is the focus will be on that daily AD to see if we uh, start to see a cluster of those days, which would send maybe not an ominous signal, but a signal that there's probably more downside to go. All right. Great stuff. Uh, thanks uh, for the heads up. Appreciate it, Lizanne. Good to see you all. Likewise, Lizanne Sanders, Chief Investment Strategist at Schwab's Center for Financial Research.